Welcome to Inside the Castle, the podcast that goes behind castle doors to have real conversations with real people about solving the nation's toughest challenges. I'm your host today, Aaron Snyder. And I'm Angie Fryermuth. In today's episode, we're continuing our series showcasing the Lean Six Sigma Excellence Award winners. Uh, and this episode is about improving employee onboarding. Um, and I don't know about you, Angie, but employee onboarding has been a challenge for me, both as an employee myself, and then also when I have been hiring new employees, it seems like it is a process that is challenging and sometimes difficult, and it doesn't seem to ever go as smoothly as we would like. I don't know, maybe hopefully you've had a different experience than I have. Well, I wish I could say it was different, but I can remember coming on as a student aide and I being a student, I didn't know what I was getting into to begin with. And then uh, it took a couple days before I even was able to get on a computer. So I was put in a, a cubicle to read manuals. And uh, so I am excited to hear that uh, Carlos and Brian, our guests, are uh, tackling the onboarding process. Yeah, no, I think it's definitely something that it's needed for the agency and hopefully we can learn a lot here today. So. Joining us today is Carlos Reese and Brian Tachias from the Huntsville Engineering and Support Center, more commonly referred to as HMC. We'll talk about how this project improved the process for welcoming employees to the HMC with the onboarding and processing tools. So thank you, Carlos and Brian, for joining us today. Uh, this is Carlos Reese. Thank you very much for having us. We, we have a solution for you guys. So I hope you can enjoy uh, the discussions we're going to have. and. Uh, we present something that can be useful for any agency, not only the states, but throughout the Army, DOD, and any other agency. Really happy to be here, and uh, thanks for having us. Great. Well, before we get into this onboarding tool, could you first tell us about yourself and your role within the Corps? Carlos, we'll start with you. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm here at HNC now for the past four years and a half. I'm the HNC Value Engineering Officer. And this project was pretty much a, a extra work that I was volunteered to do it, and I was very glad that I was chosen to do this because it's something that was really needed. And uh, we winning this award for our group was something that was a really big deal, not only for our group but for HNC. Previously, I used to work at uh, Memphis District as a assistant chief for the police section. And that was my, that is my uh, uh, USA's uh, history. Previously to that, I used to work for a Sikorsky aircraft back in Connecticut. Uh, you know, if you know the Blackhawks, you know, I used to be a process engineer from aircrafts and uh, that was my 10 years and uh, glad to be here. And uh, we're gonna have a good discussion. Uh, and my name is Brian Chia, so I'm a data scientist work with Carlos and RM. Fun bit of news recently, I made the captain promotion board, so I'm in the Army Reserve as well. So, But back to data scientists, I wear a couple hats. I leverage my skills in data analysis and visualization to support decision-making processes within the organization. Basically, this involves tools like Power BI to create interactive data visualizations. These visualizations help present complex data in more understandable formats. And in essence, my role is involves around transforming data into actionable insights and kind of streamlining procedures through the power of, you know, data analysis and automation. 
Thank you both for being here today. I really um, am excited to learn about your project and I am really interested um, in hearing your background. So um, a lot of, of good things happening. So Carlos, can you talk us through the project? Like what was your project statement and challenges that you saw and how did you improve that process? Uh, okay, so uh, the project started with the need for us to improve how the onboarding processing was on the HDC. I was very lucky to be part of the old process that we had. That's how I was hired and I was uh, the onboarding process that I went through. And basically, uh, four years and a half ago, there was uh, one spreadsheet with, uh, with back and forth pages that we had to pretty much run after different uh, branch chiefs and division chiefs of different departments at HNC to sign to recognize that we had a, a little briefing or a little information about all those departments. That was completely inefficient. It took a long, long time, up to 60 days, and maybe even more. And, you know, give a sheet to someone just starting and uh, working with us, and then, oh, just go and get all the signatures, come back when you're ready and done. For someone that doesn't know anything and doesn't know anybody, he was like, wow, that, that's not the way we can do much better. So since the very, very beginning, when we started having our first meetings and going through the Lean Six Sigma uh, process and all the, the things that we need to do to put this uh, project on the paper, we knew already that the decision, the final decision would be to automate the process. And that's exactly what we did. And thank you, Brian, for uh, coming up with this dashboard that gives a tool, automatic tool. And I won't talk too much. I'm going let, to let him to, to go into more details how the, the dashboard works. But basically, we went from 60 days in processing to uh, go. The project was 14 days. And the data that we collected at the end, we got 11 days. So uh, it can be reduced uh, a lot. And... Uh, make sure that uh, all the steps are done and uh, people receive our emails. There's no sheet anymore to be signed. Everybody got email and they check the box and people go to the steps and different phases on the, the dashboard and the process completed. So uh, the good thing about this, and I don't want to jump too much ahead, but this can be replicated for other districts. We have been contacted by uh, other districts, actually AMC. We did uh, a briefing a month ago they want to make sure that they can get a, a copy or make sure that they can have a version of it so they can apply to their needs. So uh, it was a, a simple process, but it can uh, a big, big benefit for photos in Tennessee. Uh, yeah, thank, thanks, Carlos. And, you know, going into the, the problem statement, you know, onboarding anywhere can be kind of confusing and frustrating when you don't know anyone. And that's something we were happy to go into and uh, make a priority with our onboarding. In our checklist, where we have a status of the, the new employees, we have that information there on the form itself. So they know who, who these uh, people are that are helping them in process, as well as their role. So they understand kind of what's going on. So uh, a, a big piece of that mission for us was to eliminate some of that confusion and increase visibility of the new employee's status that is across uh, departments. So there's no more inquiry emails to all parties. 
and uh, we, we we now have a clear picture of where these employees are in their in, at any stage of their onboarding process. Things that's that's helpful, and and it seems like you know obviously you know sixty days reduce it down to ultimately it looks like eleven days, so significant time frame improvement and savings, which is great. And I'm sure that the employees appreciate that, like getting in process in less than two months is always optimal. And I think you added about the visibility, but I was kind of curious a little bit more about the employee perspective. Have you gotten feedback from the new employees on the onboarding process and how this has improved for them? I have not. Brian, you are more in close contact with the dashboard. Any any news for anybody? Uh, so, so yes, so uh, a, a lot of times when I, I made sure when I set up the process, I added myself into the email flow. So I, I get emails when we have a new employee, and every once in a while I'll, I'll go and call them up and introduce myself to them and tell them the, the expectations and kind of like some of the stuff that's going to happen. And I I call them after their, their in-processing is completed, and uh, the majority of uh, the process flow, they said they didn't have any confusion. They knew, understood where, where they were. They they knew who to call when they had a question about a certain topic, whether it was about how to get their CAC or to get a piece of equipment that uh, that was missed. So a lot of positive responses back, and we, we see that in the, the ICE comments that we get from the, the foreman type. So. Yeah, my expectation would be a big surprise for them if they can compare uh, the number of days that take for them to be uh, onboarded now with this process compared to the previous job that they had, even uh, either on another agency or another uh, US, U.S. agency or previous job outside of the government. And that's the only comparison that they might have it. But uh, the, the goal is just like a surprise, get them surprised how fast it is compared to previous experience they might have. So it sounds like there's been great success with this particular process improvement, but with anything that we do within the agency, especially the federal government, there comes uh, some challenges. So can you talk to us about the challenges that you ran into as you were working through this process improvement and then how you overcame them? Uh, for the project itself, I, uh, I was very surprised because it, we went through the Lean Six Sigma process with the help uh, our HNC uh, Black Belt. Uh, it was a huge help. In the process itself, I don't think we had any big challenges. And I'm going to refer this to Brian if he had any challenges creating the dashboard itself. I think that might have been the biggest challenge in the process. Brian? Yeah, no, great question, Angie. Um, and mo most of our significant challenge in the, the onboarding project was integrating various uh, legacy systems that was a complex task due to the, you know, just the diversity of uh, the systems itself. So to address the, the, the challenge, we kind of formed a, a dedicated cross-function team with uh, uh, ACIT folks, uh, the IT experts, and uh, some department rep, uh, representatives. And together we kind of took a phased approach, starting with the most critical systems and gradually, you know, expanding. And uh, this method allows us to systematically kind of overcome those challenges and kind of minimize the dis disruption. So it, it really came down to uh, communication uh, with the people to our left and right, uh, the people that are actually working with the onboarding itself. That was our, you know, our biggest challenge. 
Yeah, one, one thing that must be mentioned as a very important, important factor of this whole process is the new hired supervisor has a big role on the, on the whole process. Now, the speed of the process, the total time for the process, will be greatly influenced by how fast uh, the supervisor is on top of it. Because as people receive emails to go there and check the box, to make sure that the new hire is on board and they went through that, all those steps, you know, the supervisor has the visibility of the whole process. So if someone takes more time than they should to, to go there and check and meet with the new hire, give a briefing or whatever the action needed to take needs to be taken, that can increase the process. So if everybody is on top of it, uh, uh, that's a great chance for the number of total uh, days for onboarding to be as less as possible, and that's the goal. Yeah, this seems really useful. It seems like a tool, you know, obviously it's better for the agency to get these processes quicker, and it sounds like it's a better experience overall for the new employee, uh, which is really excellent, and that's what we really want is this is about the employee and getting them on board and giving them a good experience because your first image of the core and first exposure should be a positive one. You know, it might not be the best if you're stuck in a cube reading uh, reports and guides uh, like Angie said she was. So. That makes me wonder, how can this process be applied enterprise-wide to save uh, the rest of the agency the same time that you've been able to achieve? I think Brian can give a, a more exact and precise answer, but I'm going to pinch in really quick. I think this can be applied enterprise-wide in a way that if we look how the enterprise-wide process would work, for example, all the steps that we have in this dashboard is tailored for HMC needs. But as we discussed a, a month ago with AMC, they have different needs, they have different steps on the onboarding process that in the case they decide to use this dashboard, they have to do some improvements and changes on the dashboard. So I assume, and I'm gonna give more time for Brian to go deeper a little bit, but. I assume if that is accepted by the enterprise to use this process and to go through it, I think need, the needs of the enterprise in general should be looked at it and for sure, 100% sure, uh, changes on the dashboard will be needed to make sure that the enterprise steps uh, match the dashboard and the data collection and all the, the tracks and, and dates and emails that go all, to our supervisors and, and the new hires that they can be matched. Brian, can you go over a little bit more, please? Yes, uh, absolutely. So I'm very pleased to say that the improved digital onboarding process is ready for enterprise use and is actively being used as a standard across our organization. Successful Im implementation and adoption of this process is obviously, like you said before, has a, that positive impact. It's that first impression of the Army Corps engineers is, is our onboarding process. And the great part about this process is it, the implementation is very flexible. So for any reason, if a specific department or team doesn't prefer the way we have everything set up in, in SharePoint, they have the option to take the process. That's what's the, the gold piece of this and implement it in any other software for, that better suits their needs. So as you're working through projects like this and doing business improvement, what piece of advice do you have for USA staff who've been challenged to do similar things? 
like improving processes or just challenging the way things have always been done? I think the piece of advice that I gave to you is don't be afraid to put out there that your project or your program or whatever it is have an issue that can be resolved. When this, pro when this project was given to me, it was a good coincidence that I have finished my Greenbelt certification like a month or two before I started this project. So it was like right on time. And when this project was given to me, I said, gee, I'm a value engineering officer. Uh, this is going to be uh, an extra job. And I'm very grateful that my former supervisor really pushed me to do it. And it was a requirement for me to complete my certification. So the advice is when you see like a, I don't want to say only small problems, but things that are like a, not being as efficient as they could, not be like a, a, as good process as they could, don't be afraid to contact your uh, black belt person in your district, or if you don't have it, another district, to, to just have an initial conversation. And that's exactly what happened with this process. Listen, we have a problem. We know we have to improve, and even better in this case, in our case, we know the solution already from the beginning. So uh, uh, assuming and taking consideration that you have a problem, get a group that is involved with the problem and that is a decision to be made to let's solve this, it's crucial because there's nothing worse than, you know, do something that you don't want to do it or participate in a group that you don't want to participate and that uh, just drag things around and just do it because it needs to be done is not a reason. And I'm very glad to work with this group. Everybody want to participate and uh, it caused a huge difference in how human capital owns this dashboard and they have all the data, they have all control of the, the, the process and it greatly improved. And again, the benefit goes back to the employee like we mentioned before. So uh, the advice is if you see something that can be changed, can be improved, go for it, contact your uh, black belt person on your district and get a group and get a approval uh, from the supervisor, of course. And then, who knows, you can win a, a lit Army Award, just like we did. I didn't see that coming, but I was very glad and happy that HDC got awarded with this, uh, this award. It's very, very good to be recognized for the work that we did. And the results are the number show very, very easy. My advice for uh, staff tasks with the process improvement uh, is, is basically to emphasize the effective communication and have a deeper understanding of what people to the left or right or you are, are doing within the process. Don't make assumptions about how a process should work without engaging the people involved and actively listen to their, to their feedback and uh, collaborate closely. And that ensures that uh, all the stakeholders are on the same page. So having that level of communication and understanding is crucial for successfully improving those processes and achieving organizational goals. Carlos and Brian, I appreciate those insights and thank you for joining us today for this edition of Inside the Castle. We appreciate you and your insights. Until next time, be safe, be innovative, and always strive to welcome people to your organization. Thanks for joining us for this Inside the Castle podcast. To provide your feedback, email us at cw.infrastructure.team at usace.army.mil. 
stay tuned for additional Inside the Castle podcasts as we explore life inside the core and revolutionize civil works together.